Well, good morning and happy Easter to all of you. He is risen. He is risen indeed. That's right. I'm Yvonne, and I'm one of the pastors here, and I am so glad that you have chosen to join us on this unbelievable and unforgettable day, not only in our history, but 2,000 years ago. Man, it's so exciting that we get to be here and celebrate in this way. Thank you so much for joining us. I see so many of you on our text thread, on online church, and on YouTube. So thank you so much for joining us. We've got Grace and and Jeff out there, the Kays, the Johnsons, Nevins, so many of you, the Barkers, Patchins, welcome and happy Easter to all of you. I know many of you have invited friends and family. And so if you are new with us, we just wanna give you a welcome. We're so thankful that you've chosen to worship on this Easter and this Resurrection Sunday with us. We're gonna attach a little, um, a live digital connection card, and we would love to connect with you. Just take a little simple uh, moment uh, to give us your name and email, and we would love to follow up with you. Now, this is one of those crazy experiences where I'm here in the lobby all by myself with an empty parking lot, but in my heart, I am with all of you, and I'm so thankful that Jesus is raised from the dead, and he's alive, and his spirit is within each one of us. So worship with us as we start off our celebration of Easter 2020. Good morning, South. We're going to worship him this morning. He is risen. Sing it with me. Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. Raise your 
love this time of year. It's the beginning of spring. I love getting up in the mornings and it's crisp and it's cool. And I love that Easter is upon us. It's Easter Sunday. And as our tradition says, he is risen. You know, traditionally on Easter, millions of people gather together in churches to sing songs of hope and joy and to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And for a lot of people, they, they put on their Sunday best, they cook a really nice meal, they hide eggs with their kids and so many more things. Easter is supposed to be a vibrant, hopeful, exciting day, isn't it? I also love how the, the seasons remind us that resurrection comes. Every fall, things die. In winter, they're ugly and sometimes it feels hopeless and then boom, it's like spring comes out of nowhere and, and life comes again. Resurrection embedded into all of creation. But then there's this Easter. And I have to be, be honest and just say, this is the weirdest Easter I've ever experienced. And I would say most of us probably feel that too. It's technically spring, but while there are some signs of life here and there, obviously there's still a lot waiting to bud and bloom. And it's a strange time to be alive. I mean, normally we gather with hundreds of people in our building to have an Easter gathering and, and we just cannot do that right now. We can't even hang out in person with our friends or our coworkers or our families who don't live with us. And I heard a lot of people struggling, not, not being able to connect with other people and, and, and not being able to maintain their in-person social connections. Am I right, extroverts? You know, all of us are facing a different life than we were just a few weeks ago. Uh, who knew that this virus would impact the entire planet and cause so much pain and heartache? It's when a day that's supposed to be happy and joyous and filled with the hope of resurrection, well, some are struggling just to hold it all together. How about you? You know, for some of us, it's, it's hard to even get our minds around the word resurrection in a time like this. And, and maybe you've heard the resurrection story and, and for you, you're deeply bought into Jesus and who he is and what he does and what he invites us into. And for others, maybe you grew up hearing the resurrection story, but it doesn't seem real to you. Maybe it even feels like a fairy tale. And for others, maybe you're only watching this right now because someone asked you to and you didn't want to hurt their feelings and you were afraid to turn them down. And maybe you're expecting me to do some kind of sermon where I pull out all kinds of facts to prove that Jesus was resurrected and that we should have hope. And, and before I even get started, you're already ready to dismiss it because you feel afraid and confused and maybe terrified and distant from resurrection because of what's right in front of us. Well, guess what? We're not the first people to feel afraid and confused and terrified hearing about resurrection, but, but not experiencing it yet. You know, there's a story in the Bible, in the New Testament book of Mark, that's about that first Easter morning. And, and in this story, we see the reaction of some ladies who go to this tomb who they didn't have all the warm and fuzzies when they heard about the resurrection. Isn't that interesting? And, and Mark chapter 16, the first eight verses, it's a really interesting look at that first Easter morning. You know, you might have heard the story leading up to it. Jesus was crucified and he died and was buried in a tomb. And, and for three days and three nights, he laid in that tomb. And so on Sunday morning, these, these ladies came to the tomb with spices to anoint his body. And they found the stone in front of the tomb rolled away. And, and so they went into the tomb and instead of seeing Jesus's body, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe and Jesus was nowhere to be found. And so the man said, don't be afraid. You came seeking Jesus of Nazareth, the one who was crucified. He is gone. He is risen. See the place where his body was laid. Go back and tell Peter and his disciples that he goes before you into Galilee, just as he, Jesus said. You will see him there when you arrive. Now, it's easy to read this and to think those ladies would feel all warm and fuzzy and full of joy 
and hearing about the resurrection, but you might be surprised to know that the world they found themselves in was, was difficult. They had been hiding and, and afraid for several days after Jesus was captured and killed, and they were wondering what's next. And I, I wonder if they were wondering if they were next. See, these people followed Jesus. They had experienced his life. They'd live with hope that he would set them free and, and turn things upside down from the horrible situation they found themselves in. But now he was dead and all bets were off. And so they came to this tomb to honor this Jesus and to care for his decaying body only to find the tomb empty. And part of me expects them to be filled with joy and skip back to the disciples to tell them the good news. But that's not what happened. Listen to how they responded. The women went out quickly and when they were outside the tomb, they ran away trembling and astonished. And along their way, they didn't stop to say anything to anyone because they were too afraid. I mean, wow, what a way to respond. I think if we're honest, many of us could, could look at not only this story, but also our lives with a similar sentiment. I mean, think about how you feel when winter is extra long and extra cold, or maybe there's too much snow. Our winter is filled with dead plants and dead trees and dead flowers and more. And, and some of us feel like we're, we're sort of stuck in a perpetual winter. And the idea of a resurrection often feels a thousand miles away. You know, maybe for some, you're still grieving the loss of a loved one or the end of an important relationship. For others, you're grieving the loss of normal life as we find ourselves stuck at home. And maybe for some, you're facing the grief of a bad diagnosis or, or you're riddled with fear about your financial situation due to this virus. See, I don't think we're actually all that different from those ladies at the tomb. I know a lot of people who have heard a lot about Jesus. Maybe they grew up going to church with their parents or made it to Christmas and Easter and heard some stories. You know, maybe you've sat through a sermon on Easter that says everything is fine because Jesus was resurrected, that he's alive. See, these women heard about the resurrection, but they hadn't yet experienced the resurrection. And just like those ladies, many of us have heard about Jesus being resurrected. We just haven't experienced the resurrected Jesus yet, or, or we might understand that, yes, Jesus was resurrected 2,000 years ago, but we might not understand that resurrection is still happening today. You know, for all of us, and, and what's probably the weirdest Easter season of our lives is the whole world battles a virus that has killed so many people and ended lives and disrupted our entire way of life, even though hopefully it's a, a temporary disruption. We've all had to come face to face with death and calamity and destruction. If we're honest, resurrection sounds nice, but where is it? Does it exist? Why not here? Why not now? And you know, maybe you're asking yourself the question, why does this story even matter to me a couple of thousand years later? Why is it remotely relevant to my life? That's a really good question. And I hope that we can unpack that in our journey together this morning. You know, I know many of us feel the weight in this season. Many of us feel worn out already and spring's just getting started. My hope is that together this morning, we'll come to the place where we see hints of resurrection as we think about the resurrection. But for now, I want you to ask yourself, do I really believe resurrection is possible? I'm tired, I'm warm, my heart is heavy from the work it takes to keep on By the weight of this world, 
You know, I've been at home working from home like most of us have for several days and, and I was sitting in the backyard and, and I noticed something that there, there are these flowers in my backyard that are, they were sprouting above the snow and just the stems, nothing was blooming yet, but nevertheless, something was growing and it was green. And it was this beautiful reminder that those perennials are coming back, that, that they survived the winter and that their beautiful flowers would soon make an appearance. So later that afternoon, I noticed that with some sun on them, a couple of them actually had bloomed into this beautiful yellow flower, and it really floored me. I mean, here we are, all stuck in homes, facing uncertain times and unknowns and, and loss all around us. But God's good creation kept creating in the midst of it all, showing us that, well, resurrection indeed is still happening. You know, we're living in that interesting now and not yet time where we're anxiously awaiting the, to walk out of that winter. And I, I imagine it's how those early followers of Jesus must have felt those days between the tomb and the resurrection. Like they were under some sort of cloud or like the spell of winter 
They faced loss. It must have been agonizing. But I also have no doubt that some of them must have had some kind of hope, some kind of trusting that God wasn't through with the story yet. I mean, if, if resurrection, not just the resurrection, but an ongoing continuous resurrection is possible, well, how would we even know what it looked like? Well, good question. I'm not going to spend my time giving you a thousand intellectual proof cases uh, or points why Jesus rose from the dead. I mean, I unequivocally believe he did. Don't get me wrong. But what I am going to do is to show you some glimpses of resurrection from the life of Jesus. See, those flowers, only a couple of them are blooming. But, but I know from experience that many will bloom and that they'll be beautiful and that, that I can trust that, that after the winter I'll see resurrection again because I've seen it, seen it time and time before. Imagine if God stepped into humanity and said, our world, what might be released? What might happen to the cold, dark winter? Where might we see resurrection? Our community's been reading through the Gospel of Mark together for several months, and we jokingly call it the ADD Gospel because it bounces around from one thing to the next so rapidly. In the first century, the, the people of Israel, they found themselves in a, in a really tough spot because even though they were God's people, they, they found themselves occupied by the Roman army and they were oppressed. Their way of life was under siege and, and they definitely felt the weight of the oppressor. And by all accounts, it was a miserable experience. I mean, imagine feeling restricted and not free, cut off from your way of life. You know, although we can't quite get how that feels, it's not all that hard to imagine, is it? People had been begging God for hundreds of years to intervene and they watched and waited and prayed and agonized and begged God to move. And so in Mark, we see Jesus come and step on the scene. And I love Mark chapter one, verse one. It says this, this is the beginning of the good news of Jesus, the anointed one, the liberating king, the son of God. Look at those words. Listen, the liberating king. We, we see what this king was all about in the gospel of Mark. I mean, Jesus healed a man named Simon's mother-in-law. And when people heard about it, uh, they, they brought all of the sick and the demon-possessed people that they could to find for Jesus. They brought him to Jesus to heal, and he did. He healed a man with leprosy, a man that no one would dare be around, a man who was shunned and, and unwanted, who was dehumanized in a tragic way. And Jesus actually reached out and touched him and healed him. You know, Jesus hung out with tax collectors and sinners and actually enjoyed spending time with them. Jesus broke conventional rules and regulations to put people above rules. He taught the good news of his peaceful, good kingdom. And Jesus went to regions that good religious people would never set foot in in order to, to heal others and to share this good news. He, he cast out an unclean spirit from a man and, and he gave him new life. And, and I love how beautiful the scriptures describe this. The scriptures say the darkness swept up out Wow, what a beautiful depiction of resurrection. Jesus healed this, this woman who'd been bleeding for 12 years simply because she, she in faith went up to him and touched his robe. And she just believed that if, well, if she could just touch his robe, she'd be healed. And maybe even more powerful than that, he stopped. And instead of discarding her, he listened to her story. Jesus took a, a small amount of food and, and miraculously multiplied it in order to feed thousands of hungry people. He walked on water. He spoke to the wind and calmed it. He challenged religious leaders to rehumanize instead of dehumanize people. He healed a man who was blind. He gave him full sight. He healed a man's daughter. I mean, on and on and on it goes. We see, we see Jesus doing things. And do you see what's happening here? 
See, Jesus was interacting in ordinary human existence. He was bringing freedom and, and healing and upending cultural and societal norms and ridding of oppression and more. And I think you could say that he was bringing many resurrections and undoing brokenness everywhere he went. See, the life of Jesus shows us what resurrection unleashed looks like. And I think all too often, religious people think that the resurrection of Jesus validated the life of Jesus, almost like it didn't matter until he got there, but I'm not so sure that that's exactly right. I think the life of Jesus validates the resurrection just as much as the resurrection validates the life of Jesus. And what I mean is, we shouldn't be so surprised that the resurrection happened because we see through his life, resurrection after resurrection, over and over we see Jesus standing up to the forces of evil, to darkness, to injustice, and pulling things out of despair, into hope, out of darkness, into light. And in the cross, we see the most magnificent display of his work. I mean, he took the weight of the sin of the whole world upon him and by his death defeated all the powers of sin and death once and for all. I mean, it's absolutely mind-bending to think about and not surprising because all throughout his life, well, Jesus dropped hints all along the way. And like the flowers beginning to bloom, giving signs that, that, that spring is coming, like flowers blooming, giving signs that he was the resurrecting king. It's no surprise then that he defeated sin and death and evil three days later after he, after he died by resurrecting. You see, his life demonstrated what his kingdom would be all about. And, and fits and starts, we see it. And in the resurrection, we see that he fully intends his kingdom to break forth onto all of creation. And that... It's good news, but it's not just good news cosmically or theologically. It's actually good news for you and me because this same Jesus who rose from the dead, who demonstrated through his life the power he had over death and sin and evil, this same Jesus is still resurrecting things today. And signs of this are, well, they're embedded into all of creation. That cycle of burial, of death, burial, and resurrection, it's, it's happening right in front of our eyes and, and with creation, with people with you, with me. Wow, that is amazing. Well, what, if, what if this King of Kings cared so much about you that he wanted to know you and for you to know him? And, and what if he was in the business of resurrecting things in your life? I mean, what would it look like if that resurrection happened in your relationships? What would it look like if that, that dream that you had that was dashed was resurrected? What if your relationship with God was resurrected? And what if instead of just hearing about resurrection, you, you experienced it? Yeah, in Mark 16, verse 9, right after we see the women rushing out of the tomb afraid, we see something pretty incredible. See, Jesus appeared to this woman named Mary Magdalene. And, and this was a woman that he had seen before and interacted with before he had cast seven demons out of. And, and so what happened when he, when he revealed himself to her? Well, well, she took the news back to other followers of Jesus. I mean, she experienced the resurrected Jesus. And, and she went on to tell the others, and, and they doubted. And so what happened? Well, Jesus gave up. No, that is not exactly what happened at all. You know, he could continue appearing to others and first to a couple of guys on a walk and then to his disciples. And, and they believed because they experienced the resurrected Jesus. And he tasked them to go into all the world and share the good news with all creation. See, the, the good news that he is alive and that he's making all things new. And that, my friends, is good news. 
See, Jesus's life validates that he was who he said he was, that he cares deeply about all of creation and he wants to know you intimately. He wants you to not only hear about him and not only hear about what he's done, but to to experience resurrection, to experience the resurrected Christ for yourself. And he's still in the business of bringing resurrection even today. You know, it might be hard to believe and maybe you're thinking, well, there's no way. What if there's a way? Jesus, we've seen from his life that he's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. And listen, he is here. So here's a question for you. Do you know this resurrecting king? Are you willing for him to be a way maker in your life?
never stop, you never stop working. Never stop, you never stop working. You know, it's really incredible being in God's creation. I mean, look at this amazing canvas that God has painted on, the, the vibrancy, the beauty, the, the variety. It's just beautiful. And in the same way, the, the resurrection of Jesus unleashed the same beauty on all of creation, a little bit at a time. And you might be thinking, well, where do I see resurrection? Where do I see the beauty of Jesus moving in this earth? Well, every time a girl is freed from sex trafficking, we see it. Every time a marriage is restored, we, we see it. Every time a disease is healed, we see it. Every time someone takes a step toward wholeness, we see it. You know, this Jesus, this, this way maker, he's moving and healing and he's bringing resurrection in a thousand ways every single moment. Last year, we had an incredible artist named Forrest Morgan. He drew eight stations of the cross for us. And, and by the way, if you're interested, you can still go through it if you go to artliturgy.com. And in these eight stations, Forrest depicted the journey that Jesus made on his way to the cross. And it was and is incredibly powerful and moving and, and also heavy in the most beautiful of ways. And this year we thought, well, what if we took it one step further and asked Forrest to, Imagine sort of 
resurrection, what would a, a vibrant resurrection piece that complemented the Stations of the Cross artwork he did last year? And, and so he took it seriously and he, he did just that. And we wanted to wait, we wanted to show you together in our in-person gatherings on Easter Sunday, but obviously we, we can't meet it in our building, but we still want you to see it. And so I'm gonna show it to you right now. Take a look at this. Look at this. I mean, this is filled with hope for you and I. See, Jesus wasn't just some story from years ago. He, he wasn't just killed. He, he overcame death and sin. He overcame darkness. He, 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 he resurrected it and it had huge implications. And look at the nail holes in his wrists. Look at the contrast of the light in the top and the, the darkness on the bottom. But I, but I want you to really see at the bottom. Do you see it? Take a look. Look closely. He's holding the chains. And they're broken. And that means he, he broke the strongholds, the oppression, evil, and death, and destruction. Your strongholds and, and my strongholds. And he loves you. He died for you. He rose again for you. The one crowned with light, the healer, the way maker, the miracle worker, the, the friend of sinners for you and for me. Do you see it? There's this powerful moment right in the middle of the Gospel of Mark where Jesus asks his disciples, well, who do people say that I am? And, and they give him a list of what people were saying. Well, some said John the Baptist, others think you're Elijah, others think maybe you're one of the prophets. And maybe for you, you would say something similar. Maybe you would say that Jesus was a good teacher or it's a nice story or, or he's someone that you've heard about, but you've never really experienced him. Jesus asks his disciples this and then he, he probes a little bit deeper and he asks a deeper question. He says, who do you say that I am? And that's a question that we all have to wrestle with. You see, we can ignore Jesus. That's okay. He can take it. We can deny Jesus. He's been denied before. See, either he resurrected people and himself was resurrected and, and either he did all of that and things are still resurrecting or he didn't. And the question is, who do we say he is? And maybe one step further, do we still believe in resurrection today? Friends, there are signs that the vibrancy of spring is upon us. There are signs that there's hope for the future. See, Jesus' life revealed his nature and intentions to us. And Jesus' death revealed his willingness to die on our behalf. And Jesus' resurrection revealed his power over sin and death, which means he has all power over all things. See, Jesus is a good and benevolent king. But I, I want to invite you today to not only just hear about Jesus, but to experience this Jesus, to see Jesus for who he really is and to experience restoration and renewal and joy and freedom and yes, resurrection. Easter, it's a beautiful time. It's when we come together to celebrate the magnificent resurrection of Jesus. And, and I want to invite you to move from hearing about Jesus to experiencing Jesus. You, you might be thinking, well, Jesus can't help me, man. I, I'm, I'm way too, I'm in too deep. But I want you to know that you're never too deep for the way of Jesus, that he is the healer. He is the restorer. Friends, spring is upon us. And though there, there may be some dark days ahead, 
that's not the end of the story. See, Jesus and his resurrection and his good kingdom and the invitation we have into that kingdom, that's the rest of the story. So no matter where you are or what you've gone through, your story is still being written. And and I want to invite you, would you move from just hearing about Jesus as some sort of intellectual exercise to allowing yourself to experience Jesus? From hearing about Jesus to following Jesus. You know, our mission as a church is to help people live in the way of Jesus, with the heart of Jesus, to be his apprentice, to live like Jesus lived, to have his heart and to well, to receive his unfathomable grace. And I'd love for this Easter to mean more to you than any other if you've never decided in the past to follow Jesus. Would you ask Jesus, just ask him to meet you where you are, to reveal himself to you, to show you where resurrection is happening in your life. And would you choose today to live in his way with his heart as an apprentice? God, I am so grateful for the opportunity for us to learn more about you, Jesus. And I just thank you for the resurrection and all that it means. I pray that everyone listening to my voice would be touched by you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, would you help us to experience you and not just know about you, not just hear about you, to experience you, to begin to live in your way with your heart. And I ask all these things in the strong, powerful name of the magnificent Redeemer, the resurrected King, the liberating King, Jesus. Amen. Friends, Resurrection Sunday is here. and We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to sing about it. We are going to worship and celebrate the resurrected Jesus. And, and we're experiencing as we sing the goodness of his resurrection at every, at every turn. He's done great things. Would you join your hearts with me, with our worship team to sing, He is risen, He is risen indeed. Oh, we're going to worship Him.
what you've done. We are yours. declaration of what we believe because of the resurrection. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. Yes, I do. And I believe I overcome by the again a promise that you set that we would one day rise also right now we just want to pray a prayer a prayer that his kingdom would come his good kingdom his good rule his good reign would come over the city so I'm gonna pray that prayer and I just would ask you all around the city right now that 
voices would raise and pray for the city. Father God, I pray for Littleton. Lord, right now this world is crazy and it seems, it seems out of control, but you're still in control. So Lord, we ask that you would send comfort, that you would send peace into homes right now. Lord, we ask for protection for those who are most at risk in this season. We ask for those who have lost jobs and who have fear welling up inside of them. Lord, would you give them peace? Would you be a way maker for them? Would you bring life and resurrection in relationships when families are cooped up at home and, and it's so hard sometimes in relationships or people are alone? Lord, would you bring comfort? Would you bring companionship? Would you bring peace? Pray out over the city. He's a good king, and we want what he wants. We want his way. His way is good. His way is beautiful. He is king of kings and lord of lords, but we want more of his influence to saturate this city. We're going to sing this beautiful song that declares that he is king. He is king.
Praise forever to the King of Kings. Wow, man, that really blessed my heart today. And I hope that you feel the Spirit in all of your homes, wherever you are worshiping from today. It has been great uh, to have you here with us. Thank you so much for all the digital hugs that have been coming in and even your fun ideas for how to make this Easter memorable. I love the idea of having a, a FaceTime dinner with those that you love. So enjoy this Easter day and make the most of it by doing something creative and memorable. And if you are new with us, we just again wanna thank you for joining us. And you can join us um, on this digital connection card. We're gonna have it posted in the different uh, chat threads and we would love to hear from you and follow up and just see how how you're doing and how we can come alongside you in this strange season. You are also welcome to give uh, and continue the work of God's kingdom and his resurrection uh, through the work of South Fellowship Church and you can feel free to give in any of these three platforms. And we also want to let you know that that art piece that Larry shared with us today during his sermon is going to be up online. If you find artliturgy.com, you can find Forrest's artwork there, and they'll have a little uh, interview with him to find out more about what he was thinking uh, behind his artistic expression of Jesus conquering the grave. Let me tell you that Easter is not the only day that we celebrate resurrection. We do this every week, and we would love to have you come back with us next week. We're starting a new series. It's called Not Like Me. You guys know that this is an election year, and it seems like our country is more divided than ever. And then in the midst of that, now we're in this global pandemic. 
these are unprecedented obstacles. And, you know, it's in this time where when our country needs the believers in Christ and those who are made new by the resurrection to be agents of change and witnesses of the kingdom of God. And so we would love to have you back as we navigate some of those differences like gender and politics and racial differences and cultural and religious differences. And remember that God's kingdom is the thing that unites us all. So we'd love to have you back next week, same time, same place. You can find us right here. And if you're also wanting to stay connected with us, you can always download our South Fellowship app and stay connected there, as well as on any of your favorite social media platforms. So like us in those spaces, and then you're sure to follow us and stay up to date. And of course, you can always find us at southfellowship.org. Thank you again so much for celebrating with us today. I know my heart has been blessed and reminded that Jesus is my resurrection and my life, not just for the end, but today. So have a wonderful, happy Easter. And for all of you kids out there, don't forget to join us on our Zoom Room Kids Session. Dress your best. And Amy and her team would love to see you there. He's risen. He is risen indeed.